Welcome to episode 33 of the Less Is Made podcast, and me, your host, Les, is here with a more of a Philly use in the heart, little soul-searching type of show today, as I've been doing a little bit of thinking and remembering the past of how when I was a teenager to my 20s and now in my 30s of my artistic and creative way of doing things, how it's evolved and how it's changed over the decades that I've been doing what I do. And your favorite guest, Crystal, has also joined me to discuss how her artistic endeavors have changed from the same point of time, her 20s and teenage years, into her evolution now, pun intended, because of her book of poetry, how her artistic ways her way of thinking and how it's changed as well so hopefully you'll like our little interview and let's not wait this is the lesson made podcast and i am doing probably my third time having my special friend crystal as a guest and we are we have an interesting topic we're going to talk with so crystal you're here with me Hi. So let's just get into it. Now, both me and you, we're about the same age. I'm not going to say your age because I never say a woman's age because it usually either ends up causing them to cry or I get beat up. So let's just oh. say we're we're in similar ages. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're in the same age range for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've been doing a lot of just like soul searching, I guess, or just thinking about when I was younger and the type of artist or creative person I was until I am now. And I can tell you it's been like a whole broad thing that's happened. So my right, question right, right. I, I want to start with you is when you were younger, like going to your teenage years, what was your, uh, when you were trying to be an artist, what was your creativeness that you think you were going to do? Um, well, I, to be honest, as a teenager and in my early 20s, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my craft. I was less focused on my craft as more of a hobby than taking seriously as a career trade. Like, I didn't think about the fact that I could go to school, become a writing professor, teach writing, turn my poetry into books, turn them into albums, do all this stuff that I do now as somebody who's more focused in the community. Yeah, I, I get that. I remember um, when I was young, I wanted to be like a movie, like a filmmaker, producer, more behind-the-scenes stuff. I wouldn't necessarily say I wanted to be a screenwriter because that is a craft and all its own, but I made a lot of weird movies. <laughs> I would go out and just film everything I was doing for a little bit. I was hoping right, to be right, like... Right the next Steven Spielbergs or whatever. And, you know, it's it's just weird how I originally started college to study film, and then I just kind of, like, you know, it led me here now, you know, so to speak. Do you regret, do you regret where it's taken you? I mean, you're no, you wouldn't say you're Steven Spielberg, but you're still doing your craft in some way. Are you disappointed in where you've turned out to be? No, not at all, because, I mean, 
when I graduated high school, YouTube just came out, and I could have eventually been, like, a YouTube star right now, so to speak, you know? I remember the old days of, like, YouTube, where, like, the Wild Wild West, people were just putting out all sorts of random videos and stuff. Like, what I wanted to get into is, technology back then is not what the technology is today, and I feel like... You know, I, I can do so much more now with the technology that we have at our disposal, which we still had back then, but it was more expensive, and, you know, it's I couldn't pay for it, you know, kind of thing. Right, right, right. Like, I'm sure you remember back in the day, like, cell phones were a thing, but they weren't as prevalent well, as they technology, are now. Technology, when I left high school in 2000 and just playing um when i left high school it was like you had like a sidekick you had to take your cell phone like camera phones were just being a thing so you would you would take your little flip phone with the camera and you with the little rhinestones on it and you would take your little selfie <laughs> picture quality terrible oh god and yeah. you would have to go to a computer physically and and take your like information you have to take a big cord and put it and, and stick it <laughs> in your computer so you can get you so you can upload all the pictures you took so you could put them on your myspace yeah yeah and your downlink and your old little social medias that were big at the time because i don't even think facebook was big at that time it was like a college social media yeah so, yeah yeah it, it's just funny how <laughs> like where I'm at in my life, I'm 36 years old. I'm really happy where I'm at because, right. you know, even though I didn't really make it big, so to speak, but I was actually able to kind of live the dream. You know, I was working in nightclubs. I was doing events. I was, you know, film was great and all, but with film, I just, it was just really hard for me to get into because it just took so much time to make videos when it's the audio, and then editing, and then re-editing, and rendering, and then, you know, you make one little mistake, you have to go back to that one little mistake, and right, undo right, everything right. you did before, and I was always really good with the visuals, and I picked up photography, you know, and then I just, yeah. I, I always worked a regular job, I, always, I would love to have kind of had it happen for me <laughs> where I was working in film and being a full-time photographer, so to speak, but right. really kind of haven't happened for me in, in that way, but I've always kept that as like a side hustle and a hobby, and I think that is where I like to keep it at, you know? I think people don't understand the, def the definition of making it big. I think that it's very important that you continue to focus on your craft and see where it gets you. Some people get lots of money when they deal with their craft and some people just find life fulfillment. And I think that you should devote as much time as you can to your craft. Don't just let your nine to five consume you, even though that's what I feel like happens to me sometimes, you know, but I still try to make sure that when the time comes, I make sure that my projects are set up. And it's not really how much I sell, but continuing to network and continuing to move around and do what I have to do and not let, as a woman, let age 
define what I can do because even in the modeling world, after I had a kid, a lot of people tried to tell me like, I could see some of those modeling um, people, the, the designers and stuff. I could tell that they, uh, I could tell I saw a difference in like how they looked at me because my body had changed a little bit, which I, I'm still wearing a size one, so I didn't change much, but my body changed a little bit. And I had to deal with the fact that, um, that their their ideology of what beauty was is not what I was anymore, but to continue to push for change in how things are looked at, and and notice that like like it's beautiful how things have changed from high school, because even when I talk to friends who a friend who's older is about the same age as us doing an album right now a rap album, he had a chance to be with to sign with G-Unit and it didn't work out for him and he put his craft down Wow! and now and now because it hurt his pride because it didn't make it for him and now he's picking it up and we're sitting in the studio doing uh, creative work you know me with my poetry I'm working on a poetry album (laughs) and I'm doing it for myself I'm not doing it to see if I get famous however we do have a couple blue check verified people who um who are making the cut of the album and I'm network I'm starting to network with different groups of people which I've had blue check those little blue check verified people um where I've worked in the modeling industry and I've gotten to meet some really cool people and now I'm working in the music side of things and I'm getting to meet some really cool people doesn't mean I'll get famous or make millions of hits but who knows I mean I think yeah. somebody just won a Grammy for a poetry album so you really yeah. don't know where things could take you or if age really does matter. All I know is that I just continue to be healthy. I continue to do what I can do. I hold my nine to five, but at night and on my days off, I I do my passions, you know, with yeah. my kid. I- my kid was in the studio with me on Monday. We went in the <laughs> studio and me and my friends took turns uh, getting in the studio entertaining entertaining my son you know terrible twos right now <laughs> still yeah. trying to do everything i can to um babysitters uh sometimes it's come with me sometimes um i do things um when i don't have them like when my, my mom takes them it, it's really it's really a 24 hour non-stop hustle when you got a kid when you got when you get married you get responsibilities as you get older but if you don't let if you don't, if you think of the reality of your craft and where you can go, you'll be surprised what you can accomplish. And it's not always about fame satisfaction, but you can get that stuff now because like what we didn't have 20 years ago, we have, people are getting famous on social media. Yeah. People are getting yeah. to have their own platforms. People are getting podcasts and, and getting those listeners and getting those viewers. One yeah. day it's like nobody, you got two people listening to you. And the next thing you know, hundreds of people have found you. It's not that they don't like you. It's that, that yeah, it's, you you build that platform and you build that known artistry, you know? It, it's hard because I could say this, at least that what, from listening to you, you got there the way you wanted to get there, so to speak. You know what I mean? You, you do say, like, social media has all these people, but they have a talent agency that have people working for them or whatever, or with them and paying them all this money, but they have to do right, right, right. all these promotions and all this stuff. I feel like, like with me, it, you got to where you're at 
the way you wanted to, to go about it on your own terms, not with anyone else right. trying to tell you how to do it and right. what to do, you know. And or, or being stuck in contracts because back in the day, remember when you think of some of those famous people who were famous one minute and the next minute they have no attention, a lot of times it's because they're stuck in legal battles with the with the record label, with this person, with that person, and they didn't really make the money you think that they made just because they got the fame. You see more people now that are doing it who are getting the blue check verified situation and they're doing all that. And they're doing it with their own terms about these contracts that some of these artists got chipped out of and yeah. now don't really have as much money as you think they have because 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 the third party took it all. That, so it's like really a give or take with things. It really is. I knew. I do know. Back in the day, like in the mid two thousand, I think it was like two thousand two, two thousand three. That is when the music industry itself was at its peak when it came to money. But then it was Absolutely. also all these record companies and stuff, you know, kind of screwing out the people, the artists at the time. And yes, like SoundCloud had all these musicians come out. Instagram had these Instagram models and. Yep. But now it's it's all like they're all vanities and, and stuff like that. Like I am glad that when I was in my early twenties, I was running around with the camera or whatever. I was more interested in just having a good time and hanging out with friends and meeting chicks and doing craziness or whatever than actually kind of taking it serious and you know wanting to create a craft. You know, I mean. Nowadays, my, my photography skills have not diminished, but I don't do it as much. But I'm also going back to something that I love doing, and that's being a writer. Like, I know I've sent you some stories, and you're going to help me the next time we get together about how yeah. to get self-published, and I can't wait for that. But Yeah, and I and I read through some of them, and I send you some feedback, too, for some, some of the writing. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I'm taking your, your feedback from what you said. Nice, nice, I, nice. Yeah, trust. I'm listening to a couple of people that I, that I actually trust, and I know are not gonna be. Uh, they're not gonna like hold my hand. They're gonna be honest with me, you know, so to speak. I have an editor that's edited all my works to make them sound good, and believe it right. or not, I got all these short stories done. And I want to make uh, something happen yeah. with that, but I actually have a novel I started years ago, and the only one that knows that story is me. And I'm telling right. you, and it's something totally different from what I'm doing, but it's also, I right. can write a lot more to it, because I'm the one right. that's in the story, so to speak. I'm the one yeah. that's been there. And, and, and you and you have some really good detail, and you have some really good um, storylines. The only thing, so far, the only thing I would that I was giving you feedback on was, like, more of, figure out if you want first person or third person um, storyline. And, 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 and add some less detail and add more description. They yeah. beat me up in college because of that. And why I tell you I took a couple of those writing workshops and got some ideas of where I'm going with it. And man, that right there made a big difference on how, because there's so much, there's a difference between screenwriting, uh, fiction writing, um, third and first person writing, poetry. And even writing a memoir, like right now, my dip, my brain has to change how I write if I'm writing a memoir versus my fiction novel. 
So my next big, like I said, my next big project will be my memoir. So I read a bunch of memoirs. Right now I read the Trevor Noah ne- memoir. I read the Mariah Carey memoir. Ooh. I met, I read a Selena memoir. And now I'm reading the Prince Henry Hen memoir. Uh, so I just read different you, you types read of Prince memoirs. Harry? Not Prince Henry. <laughs> or Henry. Did I say Harry? Hi, I always miss no, it, It's Prince Harry, not Prince Henry. Oh, Prince Henry. Harry. I still am doing it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> no, Henry. Harry, yeah. It's Prince Harry. I still mess with his name. I have a student in my class named Henry, and I think that's where I'm getting confused. But I'm reading his memoir now, and it's so interesting reading his versus, like, like other people's memoir, like everybody, you can, I, you can just tell everybody's little personalities and how he describes his life is so posh. It's so like, Oh yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hearing some uh, increments <laughs> from it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, yeah, definitely so, so funny but I compared go- to like reading the Trevor Noah memoir where like he has this part in his memoir where he talks about his life living in Africa, how they all had to share a bathroom like his whole village had to share a bathroom and he had to poop one time and he talks about how it was raining outside. He didn't feel like doing it. So he did it in the middle of the house and then he wrapped it up, put it in trash and he scared his family because his blind grandma heard everything and smelled it. He thought it was the devil. And it was so funny compared because you never live like that. I've never not lived with an indoor bathroom. So like that experience is so different been reading about Prince Harry's like life in the castle you know so like his life he's talking about his experience about his mom dying and and how he felt and the reality of how he felt and that's and anybody can relate to a like a parent passing yeah, yeah. but he's doing it in this big castle with these servants and it's like surreal it's like definitely not the life I can relate to either it's like two different like levels but it really gets me to put out my story reading other people's story really helps me put out my story of what I'm going to write about when it comes to my memoir. Yeah, definitely. So it's always good. It's always good to like read a book that you're like, like you're writing about and it gives you that inspiration not to copy them, but to give that inspiration to get your ideas out. And it, yeah. it, 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 it helps a lot. It really does. <laughs> and what I was saying about, you know, when I was in my twenties, I, I don't yeah. think I was ready to actually do this type of stuff because I was really combative with people. I always had, like, a chip right. on my shoulder, you know? Like, I knew it was better, and I didn't want to listen to people. You know, because when you're... When Me you're, neither. Me neither. When you're in your 20s, you're young, you're going out there, you think you know it all, you think you can take yeah. on the world, and ain't nothing can, like, stop you, but... You know, a lot of things did stop me. You know, it's like, okay, well, in order for me to want to have this kind of life, I have to make money. In order to have that, like, I need to work. In order to work hard, I have to find a job that's going to pay me decently. And then I also have to have time to do what I want, you know, of hanging out out with people and stuff, you know? Right. Right. Everybody with a talent or a drive to go to college or whatever when you're young... When you're in college, I remember these college kids saying that they said, I'm going to be out of college and I'm going to be making big money by 22 or 24. (laughs) Um, And by 25, they're upset that they get out of college with a degree and they're working the same. They're making the same amount of money as somebody else. And I even had a friend today talk about where she is out of college in her 30s 
And she said, I wish somebody would have told me this and that. And I'm like, well, you have to research what you need to do because college is only going to give you so many tools that the reality is not going to give you. But as somebody in your 20s, a lot of people in their 20s do the same thing where they 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 don't think about they think that I'm going to get out of school. I'm going to make an album and I'm going to be famous. And you're talking about my other friend who was almost got signed with 50 Cent. It didn't happen last minute because at that time they don't have cell phones. Yeah. They have landlines. You know? <laughs> they missed the phone call. And then rather than keep going, you're like, oh, I missed my opportunity. I'm 25. I'm old. There's no opportunities anymore. And that's just not true. No. Some people don't even. Maya Angelou didn't even become famous till after her 30s. The writer from Harry Potter was on welfare, was a single mom. Yeah, wasn't she like and in her 40s or like late 30s? She was in like her, her mid-30s, early yeah. 40s before her book got really big. So as writers, as filmmakers, you, you're, 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 uh, <clears throat> your stuff doesn't be, your, your life doesn't really begin, I feel like, until you're in your 30s. Yeah, you know? I, I feel like, because as I've grown, like I used to, <laughs> like I said, I used to be a little bit more combative and... I used to want to just do all this craziness and, you know, and, or, and I lived the life. Like I said, you know, I, I've, I've done some film work with people that are in several different industries. I went to all these different events, you know, right, nightclubs, right. music festivals, <laughs> uh, yep. just big business style food festivals, you know, the Gasparillas. I went and kind of lived that life and now... I am grateful for that because, oh my God, like, even though I wasn't like, you know, going to the, the Oscars or whatever, but to me, I was locally, people knew me, people still know me, people still talk about things and stuff that I was at and I did with the, you know, and I'm happy right. about that, but now I'm like in my 30s, I, I'm a little bit more kind of like relaxed. I can kind of understand the world a little bit better. I feel like I have the technology to do a podcast. I'm enjoying what I do. And I'm not in a rush to go experience the world because I've already kind of been there, done that. And I just like to go work my job, do <laughs> my sad, hobbies. You're, you're, you're satisfied. I yeah. think that's like the same thing with having a kid young versus like in my 20s. I've been to, I've been to seven or eight different countries. I've studied in college in two countries in Europe. I've been able to travel and, and I still travel. Like I'm going, I'm leaving the country for the first time this year in two years, but I'm okay with the weekend trips. I'm okay with the babysitters and the nights, the Friday nights in with the wine inside the house and not going out and going out sometimes and going out and picking and choosing because I did, a, I, like you said, I did a lot of things in my twenties and I wasn't really thinking about my craft in my 20s maybe if i was a little bit more i would say if i could go back in time i would have been a little bit more grounded i would have been a little bit more focused i was all over the place i don't think i really went to college and had a set idea till i was even 26 and at that point i feel like when you're in your later 20s you're more grounded yeah and in your 30s 10 years later i'm even more grounded to what i want to do and like I said, I want to go get my PhD. I, I'm like, why? What's stopping me? Just because I have a kid, it's not stopping me. Um, why not? Actually, actually, it helps. And then I then I'm going to start teaching college 
um, part-time. So I'll be teaching full-time classes part, and then part-time college classes and slowly transition into that professor that I want to do in the next couple of years and teach writing and hopefully get my books into the university. So like my mind has changed on where I want to be because modeling and, you know, art history where I, where I'm able to do record things, it's really all, it's all centered around the same thing, which is poetry. So even though I've been, I've been in New York uh, fashion week, I've worked with big models like Victoria Henley from um, America's Top Model. I've, I've met celebrities. I've done little things, local things like you did in the last couple of years, in the last five, six years myself. Mm-hmm. Slowed down a little bit with the pandemic. The pandemic slowed a lot of things down. It didn't stop things. Slowed things down, but didn't stop what I want to do and what I'm doing. Um, but poetry and writing has always been the center of what I want to do when it comes to modeling. Because modeling was a way to gain attention yeah, to yeah. it. So, <clears throat> so when you see me posting photos in the studio, when you see me sending samples online and showing you little things that I'm doing and kind of showing you that slowly you'll see more of the new book come in uh, that we talked about on the last podcast, uh, the memoirs of... Uh, is that not, it's not memoirs. I'm sorry. That's my new book. Um, <laughs> what are you working on now? Uh, looking into the reflection of a biracial Afro-Latina, my new poetry book. Not my memoir. My memoir is what I'm working on. I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about that yet. But um, <laughs> my okay. new book, it'll come out. And by the way, you're in the cover. I, I gave you I gave you uh, props on the cover, but you're in the cover. So well, I'll show you. Whoa, uh, the that... picture we did a couple of years ago. Remember when we did, we went to the Manhattan Casino in St. Pete? Oh, oh my <laughs> so God, made... the black and white. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is so a... gorgeous. The one where I'm looking at the I'm looking at the woman and I'm staring at you. That made the that one finally. I finally had one that made the cover. That's that. So, so so you're in the next book. So you're hey, uh, yes. You're... That's a beautiful picture. You looked really good that day. You look really yeah, pretty, like. And you're in, you're in the, um, I have you, I have your advertisement in there, photo by Madwall Art 2022 printed in the United States. I have, I have your logo in my new book too, that gives you credit for the new book. So just look out for that. That's another thing. Your picture made this cover. It's not that I haven't wanted to work with other pictures with you. I've been wanting to put one on a cover, but I've just. It, it sound it, like the last book just didn't. I just didn't yeah. You have to have the photo to match the vibe of what you're looking for. You know exactly. I, and that I black get and white it. picture that you took was amazing. It yeah, and what that photo you had for your book that I have it's it's an incredible photo. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really good. And I was gonna say is when I was in my twenties or whatever, like I kind of did live my life. I even tried to. I fell in love with photography because I like the visual stuff. I like visuals. Right, stuff. right, right. When I was working on films, it just, it was, it was okay, but it just took so long for me to, to turn over to work and everything. So I just kind of picked up the camera and took skills that I learned from being years of being a videographer and I just started doing it, you know? And trust me, like, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say that I was. I, I, I was lucky, but I, I had some experience in it, and I learned along the way. Right. You know, I didn't know how to 
about the the world of nightclubs. What I had people had to give me a chance, you know, in order for me to shine. You know, like you know, I was with eight one three. I the guy uh, who is no longer with us. Bless his soul, he was a great man, but. He gave me a nice shot. He saw something in me. And it was like, hey, you know what? I want to give you a shot. You know? Same thing right. when I started working with a lot of go-go dancers and models. <clears throat> Someone had to right. give me a shot. And, you know, when I was a young in 20... <coughs> Sorry. When I, when I was young and in my 20s, I'm, I, I just kind of was oblivious to things. And just the fact that some models taught me about fashion when it comes to like women and uh, accessorizing to when it comes to go-go dancers and cosplayers they you know they kind of slowed it down for me they explained things to me they you know kind of helped me figure out like how to approach new people um what would be good in order for people to feel comfortable when you're working with them one-on-one kind of thing not that I was doing anything wrong but I've I'm just an oblivious idiot to things, you know? And once people point things out by giving me a chance and taking the time to kind of, you know, pass on knowledge to me, I I got better and better with what I do and, you know, making people feel comfortable getting getting the certain types of shots (laughs) that I do, you know? Right, right. You know, that's the beauty of this conversation and talking about experience in your 30s. The 20s was a time to gain experience, get what you needed to get the knowledge that you needed to get and understand that you started out wanting to be a filmmaker and you ended up realizing you're happier doing photography and 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 capturing a moment versus capturing a video. And that's one thing that you find in self-discovery. You find what your leech is. With me, when I was 19 years old, yeah, I would write in a journal and I would keep it quiet. And it took one friend who passed away himself, rest in peace. He took my journal one day as while working at a little uh, uh, watch company that's not even there anymore. (laughs) He grabbed my journal and as a joke, he read it and he told me, go to U.S. that let's go. There's an open mic night. And I didn't even have a name at that. I made I had I had to it it took two weeks for me to figure out my name was going to be Gypsy because I put poem and the person was like, I'm going to call you up his poem. I didn't know that you have an alias or what your name is. (laughs) I didn't understand that at that time. But when I started doing performance poetry, like when I got up there and I learned about spoken word, I realized it just it just was like, wow, this is like it was a love. It was like love at first sight. Yeah. It wasn't just poetry. It was the performance of it. It was the the next level of where it took me. And, and, And that, again, turned me into a public speaker. It turned me into like somebody who talks to people and it turned me into a teacher. It, it gave me different, it turned me somewhere different and it, and it showed me where my talents were as a teacher, as a performer, as a public speaker, just as anybody like that. So it's interesting how you begin to level and know who you are, because like you said earlier, you don't really know who you are in your twenties. You find yourself and you, and that's like your time of self discovery. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. 
And I'm going to go back to what you said as a poet. It was love at first word. <laughs> See, you did the pun there. <laughs> all right. I'm, just, I'm going to not be here all night. No, and <laughs> and as I was, you know, just talking, and I even attempted, I think, in my later 20s to make photography into, like, a full-time gig, you know, when I was doing it part-time and now doing school portraits for it, and then I also try to do it in a retail, but, man, Did you ever I, do those baby portraits? Yeah, stuff like that. Like, I can tell you, there's... <clears throat> It, it was fun. Some some days were better than others, but, man, when you're working in, like, these retail studios or whatever, like, it, it's just a hit or miss. Like, you can have a great group of people, or you can just have, like, the mother think that, you know, she knows best, and, you know, so I only say the mom could usually, I'm not saying that the moms weren't, you know, that dads weren't picky, but it's usually the mom, they just... They know what's best for their kids, or they have some kind of OCD problem. They can't, you know, they had a kid screaming, and then I got a good picture of the kid smiling, enjoying themselves, and for some whatever reason, they, and I was just like, now I'm starting to hate it, you know? Because now I gotta, I'd sit there, you wanna hire me for my skill with the camera, but you wanna tell me how to do it. And I, I just started not loving it, and I had to get out of that business. You know, so to speak, because I knew that I would start to hate doing it if I continued on. It just wasn't the way I wanted it to do. Of course, that happens sometimes when you. Uh, I guess when you're told, it's different when you told when you're told to do your craft. When I when I was getting my master's in creative writing, I had to have a tolerance for people who didn't understand my i my my thought process on how I wrote my poetry and how they would chop it up. And I'd have to, I'd have to be open for the uh, criticism. And then I would have to take, take the advice. Some of it I liked and some of it was like far fetched. And then I had to give advice and sometimes giving advice on something that I'm not a master at is like, (laughs) it's like, but you know, it's all part of the process and it's all part of the moment. And, and personally, I'm at a level now where I can start giving. I can, I, but but I had to learn all those steps, you know, and 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 get angry at my craft and get mad and hate it and put it down and take yeah, it out and put it down. Yeah, it, you go through the spiral. It's draining. Like yeah. when I, I was when I was working with the company doing school photography, you know, the first year I was there, I uh, they I just practiced on portraits and look, I did learn from. Certain people that were in the business, I learned some stuff from it. Not a lot, but I remember certain things that were drilled into my head during training and how to go about it. I learned things. But then I wanted to get into what they call um, candid or, like, sport photography. Right, right, right. Which is something that I excel at. But, you know, this goes back to I I call dealing with the the old heads of a company that that been there for years and are stuck in their ways. And, you know, I go and do my job and I do it well. But since I didn't listen to them or whatever the issue was or whatever, they they didn't like me. And we were butt heads. And, you know, it's it's hard to, as an artist, you, you know what your worth is and you want to prove it. But... Nobody wants to listen to you, so 
you butt heads with people, and then things go awry, you turn out to be looking like you're the bad person, and reality is, you're, you're trying to say something, but they don't want to listen to you, they just want you to shut up, and, you know, tell, uh, do what they say, not that you can show it something different, you know what I mean, and that's kind of like, as an artist, I'm sure, yeah, they're trying to tell you, oh, you have to do it this way, and like you're saying, they don't know how you think, or how you do, when you can do it not only better, but even to the next level, so to speak. And I had to prove myself to these people once they got out of their feelings or out of their head or whatever. And when we sat down and they talked to me, instead of just assuming things about me, things got better. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to work with. It's, It's hard to be an artist in working corporate America. It's hard to be an artist working corporate America play by people's rules. It's not easy. I mean, I teach in a private school now and I like it better because I have no rules on me. I don't have a certain way I have to do things. I just, I answer to myself mainly as I know what I'm supposed to do and I just do it independently and nobody bothers me. And I like the feeling. That's what I love about being an artist. I don't always want to be bothered. Now when I'm going and I'm doing somebody else's vision and I have to sit there and do somebody else's vision, sometimes I do have to take myself out of my element and out of my head and try and uh, master the craft of uh, being somebody else's vision. Yeah. Especially if I'm doing somebody else's like work and stuff. And that's where like sometimes it just depends on what kind of job you have. And it seems like that's what you would have to do at your job. But it's just better sometimes being working for yourself. Well, when I had gigs of say like I haven't done a lot of weddings, but when I had to do a wedding, I took myself out of the equation of what I thought we needed to do, but also that I'm working with the bride, they kind of tell me what they want, and I just do it, and, you know, we make it happen organically, not just them trying to tell me, you know, every little thing, but it's just like, hey, this is kind of like, they kind of give me like a guide, and then, however... I get to the stuff that they want, it's up to me. You know what I mean? So to speak. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. I hear you, I hear you. Uh, oh, oh, hopefully the little guy has enjoyed himself. <laughs> he's in the bath right now. <laughs> oh, no wonder he's happy. <laughs> yeah, he's been saying that the whole time. Just splashing <laughs> around. And yeah. I won't keep it too much longer. We've had a good conversation. All I'm going to say is on my part, as I've gotten into my 30s, I've, I I feel like my head's on straight. I understand things. I can, you know, just, you know, I go and I go to work and then after work I sit down and if I want to play video games right. or watch TV or hang out with the wife, cool. But I also try to at least every day try to do something creative with my hobbies that I love doing. Yeah, I, they say that you should take 30 minutes a day of selfish time to devote to your craft at night. Now, I don't always get to 30 minutes a day or at least but 30 minutes to an hour, but everybody should have at least 30 minutes to an hour of selfish time. Yeah. Where you focus, especially if you're an artist and you focus on your craft for sure. Yeah, now, yeah. does that happen every night? No. Yeah. But one thing that I'll say when I talk about my friends, 
when I when we had this conversation, when I talk about people my age or talk about people in our age between 30 and 39. Okay, we'll say that. <laughs> Once you get into your 30s, you know where you've been. You know where you're at and you know more where you want to go. And that is the beauty of being in this decade right now and really thinking about it. We talk about our past. We talk about the experiences that we were naive, that we were this, we were that. We didn't really have a set foundation of what we wanted to do. We've hit a point where we've built that foundation. Your wife, your your um, your house, the things that you do, me, my son, my family, um, my, my, my career, everything that I want to do and everything that I go through and our, our routines may be diff- different, but they still linger the same. We still look for the next level of where we need to go to be better for our families. And we definitely don't go backwards on the unorganization we had in our 20s. But we focus, but we try to enjoy a little bit of the present too. Is, so yes, our craft, I, our craft like evolves to match how we have grown. And that's something that's amazing with any artist, whether they're famous or they're local. Uh, I, you you uh, just kind of just blew my mind of what I've been trying to unburden myself with the past couple of days. And thank you for that. This conversation actually helped clear up a lot of things as well. And that's why I reached out to you this, I think, this morning about doing this. So right, I, right, right. I just want to say I appreciate this whole conversation. It's been really good. I hope you have a wonderful night. Go take care of little man in the bath. and He's almost out. <laughs> we will talk more, and I will be seeing you uh, within a couple of weeks. Okay, so, what, when are you coming down? April what? April... Third, I will okay. April third to the ninth. I will be around in um, the great, whole great, great. old Florida there. So, all right, we'll be in touch, and I can't wait to do another photo shoot with you all and right. um, go over your uh, book with you. Yeah, I, I I need it. So, thank you again. Have a good night. No problem. Later. You too. Bye. I do want to say that my life is a little different, and I have evolved over the past couple of decades from where I thought was important and how I thought back in my teenage years into my 20s and now with me in my 30s it's just funny how life works out and how your life just changes drastically throughout the years organically from events and experiences that you have and it's sometimes it's kind of cool to reflect on where you were and to where you are now I hope you guys enjoyed the episode today thank you so much for listening and until next time peace out